0: and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset.
1: We are three years, five months, and 27 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? I'm fine. I'm ready to scream at the world. Right, before we get started, I would like to talk about some of the services that we're going to be offering to the listener. Starting last week uh, and beginning this week, we're going to start offering a subscription service. Ned, you've heard about the subscriptions, yes? You've heard about them? Yeah,
2: I did I did hear that, podcast. because it sounded very interesting because mm-hmm. the two tiers, it sounded like... One of them gets to, one of them might just get to listen to our little talking before we actually go on air. You mean our (laughs) bits? Yeah. Some of of them can be quite colourful to say the least. Yeah. But yeah, that, that'd be interesting and um well marty will
1: love it if he can um he will yeah be his honest self he was actually he was kind of on the fence about it uh as to what it was actually going to be he says oh no all those expletives in there those will all be beeped out and i said oh no 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 No, that's going to be uncensored (laughs) and, and uncut and that is where we are well we're we're pretty candid
2: well i'll yeah well this is it i mean um no, that'll be interesting to see how it evolves, actually, because since it's just beginning, it's 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 the first steps. It's trial by fire, really. Yeah. And it sounds like it could really be an interesting evolution into so many different tangents it can go off on. And, you know, uh, actually involving people, real people and having some talks with them, it'll be amazing if we can get that yeah. far.
1: Yeah, uh, we, we uh, will really we will get that far. Yeah, we will get that far. We're gonna have to plan on that. That's that's something that's gonna require a lot of planning. We're gonna have to figure out a platform and, and things like that to be able to host it and and whatnot. So that um, will that will eventually.
2: Is this, is this called subscribe? What's it?
1: Called? It's subscribe. Star is the uh, the company that we're going with. Yes, we will be offering two tier subscriptions on there. We're offering a tier one subscription that is five dollars a month. Now, if you think about that, five dollars a month—what is that? That is a price of a cup of coffee these days. Which oh, it's is,
2: negligible. I mean, yeah. but then it's up—it's up to the individual if you want to. yeah. Give it a go. I mean, personally, just for the interest of it, I'd, I'd give it go for a short while and then go. You know, if you can afford it, that's, uh, that's yeah, there's, you should, there's no. Commitment. You never know whether you're going to be amused or whether you're not going to be amused because we'll never keep everybody happy. But getting input back from the public, it would be brilliant. I mean, personally, yeah. we, we we could really evolve together
1: you know, we can everyone we can. Yeah. For those that are interested in supporting the work that we do, uh, you have no idea what that would mean to us. $5 a month is our entry level subscription that will give you our basic level of support. That will also give you access to our messaging platform that will enable you to message us directly. So you can have a direct line of communication with us if you have suggestions, feedback, comments, anything like that at all. Our $10 a month subscribers, not only will you get the option to message us directly and have direct dialogue with us. You will also have access to the uh, the behind the scenes content that we talked about, and those will be posted possibly three to four times per week. So it, it depends. It'll be one of those mixed bag of things. We'll have to figure out how we're going to do it, but most likely it's going to be uh, three to four times uh, a week or three times and four times uh, on an off week, maybe. The other sessions that we do As far as like the the Tech Tuesday things and the ones that you and I do on every other off week. Or once a fortnight, those are not done with prep sessions. We literally just roll right into those. So those are usually just the off the um, off the cuff. Oh, I, need to, yeah, I need yeah, I need to get that right. <laughs> off the cuff conversations. That's what those will be. If you are interested in supporting the work that we do, if you like the content that you're hearing, and you don't want to spend a whole lot of money on the content that you hear these days, which I can understand. Why would you spend twenty pounds a month, fifteen dollars a month on Netflix or whatever it is that you're buying? So if you're looking for a group of researched, well-rounded people, that's what we're here for. We're here to provide that content. We're here to provide a voice for people that don't have the opportunity. We're here to provide an educational experience, if you will. I actually had somebody tell me that a couple of days ago. They said, no, 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 you don't understand what you're doing. And I said, well, what am I doing? He says, you're teaching, you're oh. you're explaining, you're putting into context the things that, that it's very difficult for people to understand because they're too busy to do this. And you're doing it in the correct way. And I, I mean, I appreciated the compliment, but uh, maybe... Criticism yeah i guess it is and I, I have a have a very difficult time accepting positive criticism because the biggest critique i think that
2: goes for a thing that goes for most of us we don't actually take praise very lightly because we're not doing it for that and yeah we get very awkward when we get praised yeah <laughs> yes, yeah, I, yeah
1: i don't i don't like it i don't i don't want any more attention on us than as a matter of fact i didn't realize how much attention we actually had on us before yeah, we well. started down all this and i thought oh goodness but well, anyway it comes doesn't it it does it does it <laughs> It comes with the territory, but that's our subscription service. Uh, and if you would like to support us again, that would be greatly appreciated. To anybody that would uh, that would like to do that, the link is in the program description down below. So anybody that is listening to us on your mobile devices or a computer, depending on how you're listening to us, you can look at the program description you can scroll down and you can click the link and it will take you through your web browser over to our subscription page. And it's that simple. You can choose what you would like to do there. So with all that being said, let's get right into the events of the day. So where would you like to start? So much crap.
2: Oh, by the way, thanks for that one you did yesterday with Marty. Because, it was um, it was good, yeah. I spoke. Okay. I spoke. <laughs> I remember when he, when he started, he said, oh, "Am I going to speak about VAT?" And you sounded a bit puzzled. But well, I'd spoken to him before that, and um, he was talking about also. i he goes, oh, "I've have going to have a rant about this." And I said, "There's something going on in Parliament, and I'm going to check it out and put it out there." And you second guess me? I because, did because yeah, because you had that one up about the energy bill, and that's yeah. what got that's what they talked about on Tuesday. Yeah. That was this week, yeah, and uh-huh. that's what, and I was going to have a chat about that. You did, oh, oh, you, you, you covered it quite well, actually. The title is just a bag of shit, but the thing is, there's a couple of things. You know, you mentioned that um, one year or fifteen thousand pounds worth of fines. It could be yeah. one or other, or.
1: both Both. yeah there is that yeah i forgot to mention that they're not very clear when you read the the text of the bill they're not very clear they just say oh it'll be fifteen thousand or or be i'm surprised because it's a massive it's over 400 pages
2: johnny what you managed to get out of it you you've got some good stuff out of it because it is over 400 pages they're up to over 120 amendments already it, it is sounds just, like is the bill is, is the bill going horrible. through
1: the Houses of Parliament in the UK or is it going through the United States Congress? Because it sounds like <laughs> it's going through DC.
2: It is it's just it's just mad. And when you talked about um the uh, Secretary of State, and yeah, he he has the right within that bill to create secondary legislation, as he put it. So all he's got to do is waive it at a time when there's about half a dozen people in parliament and go. All the A, say, yay, or whatever, and just pass it through. We could be in a really bad place with this, because at the moment, in this country, I presume it's the same in Europe, you've got, on all your machines, you have, like, colour bars from A to F, and at the the present moment, I think the normal-ish standard is E. And by 2028, everything's going to be C, a minimum of C, and by 2050... What a lovely day that's going to be again. It's going to be A. And for some reason, hidden in that bill, there's a bit of wording that says all constructions are going to be carbon-free. How do you make a construction carbon-free?
1: What well, sort you, of footprint? You, you can't... Can you just wave case. A wand? i think so (laughs) you can't even even if you build something out of uh, wood and straw you still have a carbon footprint (laughs) don't you so so, we're not even able to build mud huts if that's the case
2: but you're right in everything that you said about that they are going to have the right with all these they want the smart meters pushed through by a certain date they want control i mean looking into it they want control of your appliances like they, want, yeah. they want total they want, control over your they they, they they want the ability to switch things off.
1: Yes. They they yeah. literally want to be able to turn off everything you have and leave you in the cold and the dark in the middle of December I mean, or January the, for the Earth. The ability to do that, and
2: unless they're going to decide to do it for some reason, why actually implement it in the first place? That's what I say. Yeah, exactly. What really pees me off is that all this energy thing, the UK actually, I think, our supposed carbon footprint or our percentage towards greenhouse gases and is about one or maybe two percent of what there is out there in the
1: world. I think it's actually less than that, to be fair.
2: Yeah, it probably is now. But I mean, so stop this crap. I mean, there's no point until somebody else. I mean, if somebody else in the other side of the world is, is up at 50 percent and kicking it out. We are going to do nothing but really upset ourselves, upset the people, and, well, this is going to create silly businesses, get rid of businesses, and you're going to lose your homes, people. Well, you might get a small room called a prison cell for a year. Yeah. And you might have to get fined for 15,000 to pay for it. Probably. That's probably what it costs.
1: That's that's probably... I'm, I'm assuming that the it's legislation <laughs> is not clear, but I'm assuming that that would be per offense, <laughs> per infraction or something like that. Oh,
2: oh, yeah. Can you imagine it? Yeah. And oh, you've yeah. got... Ten, 10 offenses as you oh, yeah. get marched down it the it exceeds
1: aisle. the balance of your, uh, your property there, so you're going to have to sell to BlackRock, Vanguard, or State Street. It's just a waste of money.
2: I mean, this is just aggravation for the people. Eventually, uh, people are just going to get
1: wound up. But saying that, maybe they won't. Before you jump to the next thing there, I have something here. <laughs> You talk about creating uh, – you did say that this is going to create all kinds of ridiculous businesses, right? And, and ridiculous services and everything else. And it, and it is. It, it truly it, is. It's,
2: it's forcing everything in that dark, but it's also yes, closing it, down it, other ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. These these ideas, these crackpot ideas that these these idiots are coming out with, this is the latest from the, uh, the WEF on <laughs> – not joking. They're actually doing this. Um, they're creating carbon removal plants. And I, I thought that we could add this to the discussion, right? Take a look at this.
2: Oh, a whole load of
1: bollocks. Oh, yeah. Wait till you hear the, the CEO of this, this company here. I So basically, for those that cannot see, you'll hear somebody talking here in a second. But these are these giant turbine looking things that they're going to construct out in the middle of like farmland or something. And it's to extract CO2 from the atmosphere and pump it into saltwater aquifers. I'm not joking. This is how insane these people have gone.
0: We have reactors that are that are packaged into, you know, container sized uh, shipping container sized devices. And so we are building those containers in a factory and shipping them out to site and and arranging them into a race. When air passes over that material, it absorbs CO2. Uh, When that material is is loaded, it takes about 30 minutes, Uh, we take that reactor offline, heat it up, and that releases the CO2, which is the product, Uh, and then that reactor is put back in service. So we have hundreds or thousands of reactors operating in unison, so we have some that are always capturing and some that are delivering the CO2. And how far down are these aquifers? The ingredients for a direct air capture project is that, you know, you need access to land and land that has the right geology for, you know, for sequestering the CO2 or a use case for the CO2. And then you also need to be partnered and have access to renewables as well, because direct air capture is a fairly energy intensive process.
1: Oh, okay. so we're going to be creating more. Energy.
0: There is no real product because ultimately oh. what we're doing is we're doing disposal, and the product that we're generating is actually through the way things are being monitored and tracked. Oh, it's I actually see. a fiscal instrument. It's actually a carbon removal credit, which is the actual financial product that we sell.
2: Carbon credit.
0: Yeah,
1: was well, a removal credit, so you'll offset with these people.
2: Ah, oh, what a! Well, their credits will never make up for what they've built.
1: No, it's never designed to do that. So we'll
2: just write it off, shall we? That is ridiculous.
1: It is is completely ridiculous. I 100% agree. Uh, Fundamentally, right? Hang on, let's look at this world.
2: The biosphere, every living animal on it, every plant life is all part of a hydrocarbon cycle. Excuse me, what are you going to remove next? Carbon out of people? Carbon out of animals? Get rid of all the plant life? everything for what we the world needs co2 it is part of a cycle to exist it's part of our cycle to i mean it, it, it's, they've it's gone ridiculous
1: insane. they've gone completely insane they've gone, I mean, they've gone off mean that is just
2: that is just that is just a waste it is yep bruh, i mean that's annoying it's like i was wondering you know there, there's something else you know this this fog that's up about the um concrete disease that they've been talking yes. about lately the schools well that's yeah. that's decades old that is decades old when i was at cambridge university they had buildings there that were created and built up in the 60s in the concrete age of glass and whatever and they were actually doing repairs to them this is just fog and you think well where they're going to what direction they're going to go in with that and then they're going to find every excuse to do things like all the NCP car parks, all those concrete things, they're going to find any reason to smash everything down and rebuild in their own little... The one thing that did amuse me about the NCP... I was trying to find out what the um weight allowance is for vehicles in those things?
1: Because there must weight be on allowance? the build. Yeah, there must the be a
2: build for no in the NTP car parks. You
1: know those multi-story oh, car parks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Because I, I'm sorry, I got confused there.
2: Because I, I mean, I was I was gonna I was looking into it today, and I haven't got any figures yet. But I was thinking your electric cars, yeah. If you've got a bank of batteries, how much they weigh compared to a normal car? because is... you've still got a motor.
1: Yeah, it's about a. It's about it's more than the motor actually. The way that they pack them in there.
2: Yeah. So basically, how much compared to a fossil fuel car of the same size does an electric car weigh?
1: I'd say double. Double as in weight. Yeah.
2: Right. So has anybody looked into the design of these multi-story car parks to see if they That's can handle the shit?
1: That is a fair point because they build it to spec for petrol and diesel powered vehicles. Yeah. That'll
2: be an you, you that is waiting to happen, isn't it? It is,
1: yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that, yeah. That
2: like, now that's a
1: catastrophe and waiting bridges. to happen. What about bridges?
2: Yeah, yeah. These things weigh a hell of a lot more. It's well thought out, you know. We're really good, oh, really yeah. good.
1: Yeah, we're we're right on track with this
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> Another, you know. Oh, hang on, the stupid. Well, did we just forget about that calculation? Oh, yeah. Here we go. I tell you what if there's an insurance person listening to this or an insurance company listening to this I think you're going to be adding that to the premiums aren't you
1: I would if I had just an insurance in case. company Yeah if I had an insurance yeah. company I'd be sending out <laughs> letters on Monday saying all your premiums are going up Yeah
2: it's just um it's just mad Obviously we know all about these wildfires and that and it was just something very interesting because it's getting very strange over at Maui
1: isn't it Maui Have you had Did a look have I you had don't... a look there lately I have not no I <laughs> Well, I I got bored with it when I saw Oprah, who's a multi-billionaire, asking people for money.
2: Yeah, it's not that. Why are they putting up black walls around the center?
1: I have heard about downs? that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that because they don't. I'll seen some in pictures there. of it. It's really yeah, they interesting. Don't, they don't want anybody in there. People can't go back
2: at... to their homes and everything else, and they've yeah, got yeah. Yeah. they've got all manner of people there, stopping people going back to the the the, the what they call the center of. The destruction. And they're putting massive big black walls up. Uh-huh. I mean, anybody got an idea?
1: I'd be interested well, to know. I, I would just say, looking at it, and I, I don't know, I can tell you for a fact that I would love to be there as an investigator on the ground taking oh, yeah, part in all that, right? Because, But here, here's the thing. I don't have any experience whatsoever when it comes to any kind of arson stuff, so I kind of leave that to the arson investigators. However, fires, yeah, they're beautiful any, any kind to of fire. well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
2: I used to my- no, seriously, seriously, we used to build metal buildings, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, for and th- set fires into yeah, them, sure. and yeah, it's and for, brilliant.
1: For- for training purposes, I understand. Yeah, but I can tell you for a fact that when you have just looking at it as a you know as a, as a bystander, when you have groups of people that put up barriers and then block those barriers, that's typically because they don't want you to see what's going on in there. Oh yeah, definitely.
2: And they're big walls. Just they're fairly big sense. walls.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's just common
2: sense. It's, it's, it's really it's very very strange. Oh, I don't know. There's obviously information there. They'll eventually come down when they've um, cleaned the area up or whatever
1: they're going to do. Well, I know what they're going to do. It's going to be a 15-minute city.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. The land will be owned by somebody. In fact, they might sell it to Monsanto or something so they can... Do a GM no. farm.
1: No, I don't I don't think so. Well, it's, it's kinda yeah, I don't think it'd be very good for that, but I think they're uh, I think they're looking to do something with uh, again, that, that's all that where that happened, all that destruction, all of that was supposed to be a, a proposed fifteen minutes. A land grab. Yeah. Yes. So uh, they need to that's all the wildfires are for land grabs, is not they? Yeah. Rather well, if that was indeed a wildfire, to be honest with you, when Marty and I were looking at the, the photos and the videos and stuff, I can't explain what we were seeing i cannot yeah, explain why, that
2: that's why was it the week before that i spoke to you about it and i was saying there's boats on the water here yeah that are catching light yeah and there's there's things that are burning and things that are not burning adjacent yeah, yeah. to it you've got a house is really strange really strange. Yeah, yeah
1: you've got a house that's burnt to ash i mean ash there's yeah. nothing left and you've got a car that where the wheels the the pardon me aluminum Or aluminium, (laughs) where the wheels are melted. They are melted into the tarmac. Yeah. And the palm tree is still there right next to it with its fronds on it.
2: Yeah. And there's other tarmac that's not affected. Yes. Yeah, I know.
1: Again, I'm not an arson expert, but that's not right. (laughs) No, no, no. It's, it's, but it's quite, it's
2: quite interesting how it, it becomes so acceptable to everybody else in the world. And the poor people are there. I mean, they're getting no support whatsoever. I mean, apparently there's um, a lot of federal money available to help. But for some reason, they just can't seem to be able to get it, even if they
1: apply for it. Yeah, I think the reason is, is because uh, most of that federal money is going to pay for the people that are supposed to dole out the money to the people that have lost everything, which I think is only $700. The FEMA people that are on the ground are staying in a $1,000 a night hotel room on another island, by the way, I might add.
2: And by the way, they haven't accounted for everybody yet. They accounted for somewhere between 100 to 200 of them, and they've just put another 300-plus names out there. I want to show us to put the names out there because there's loads of children on the list and all sorts of things. It's really weird. It is very strange what's happening over there. Not good whatsoever. And yet the media just don't want to show anything. How good is that? Talking about media, your US did a rule against digital archives, did they?
1: I haven't seen that.
2: Yep that uh, um, basically uh, the digital archive and libraries, yeah, they've um, done a rule against digital archives and stuff because basically the publishers and the everything are trying to get control of everything. You know, like if you had a book in a library, if a library bought the book, it could lend it out. And that's the idea of libraries, yes? And that was the agreement, the statutory agreements and everything, uh-huh. and they're trying to change it all. They're trying to change the whole thing about digital archives and everything. They're trying to really ramp down on knowledge now. They're trying to get it out of the hands of everybody or and then basically feed you what you want. It, it's just ridiculous. Knowledge should be free, but um, there was a rule against this digital archive stuff and it's getting ramped up in the U.S., in Europe, funny enough, when you see one thing, you go somewhere else and you have a look, and there's a, a Digital Services Act, the DSA, for Europe, um, and that's what they're doing. They're, they're doing this for platforms. They're starting it against internet platforms to say what's acceptable and not, and Europe's going for it big style. This started on the 25th of August, only recently, and basically... They expect to expand it all the way and keep expanding it and it should be completely expanded by February the 24th. I don't know why they said the 24th of Feb but I suppose 25th to 24th. So that gives them September, October, November, December, January, February six months. Six months they reckon they'll basically have it all strengthened coded practice on disinformation. All I've got to say to that is um, there used to be a thing called EDMO EU funded fact checker hub if anybody remembers that they were supposed to be independent but they were funded by a budget of over well, t- 10 billion plus at least not oh, in that June all they 2020 had? is that oh, all they yeah had? just 10 billion yeah 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 and they were supposed to be um independent but it was all funded by the EU commission and they were like fact checking and this is another 2020 thing and they've expanded it now where they're going to be over the next 6 months literally be tightening up on everything so what they want to call disinformation or whatever and so europe's gone down that route yeah yeah. we know america's already doing something like that
1: yeah one thing federal laws yeah one thing since you're talking about uh disinformation mainstream media do you know the um the lady that was with the bbc that was going to start the uh the verify thing miss mariana spring you've talked about her many times before yeah yeah well um she um (laughs) funny thing happened to her over the weekend um some leaked emails came out about her and apparently she lied on her cv and she's she's not qualified to be in any of the positions that she's actually in so have they got rid of her no she's still there uh and in fact uh the guardian which again you know you talked about the oh, guardian the goes, paper, did this yes. piece on, yeah did did this piece on her they interviewed her and said that um mariana spring says the more violent the rhetoric the more important it is that i expose it oh
2: really yes okay right so the bbc right they were exposed what did they basically do? They they were the ones that came out about their statements about the COVID vaccine. It is more likely to die if you're unvaccinated. And they used the um, ONS mm-hmm. as... Yeah. So if people... If you go look at the ONS, the BBC lied its head off. Because the ONS have actually got loads of information there saying the total opposite. So if you want to see how blatantly these idiots lie because they're told to go and have a look the information is always out there just because they
1: say it doesn't mean it's true the broadcaster's first disinformation correspondent spends her time pursuing trolls and dismantling conspiracy theories (laughs) in return she is abused slandered and threatened she talks about battling cranks extremists and elon musk
2: (laughs) and elon musk so, Elon Musk doesn't come into the obviously the other list. Like, says so Elon Musk cannot be an extremist because he's been put there separate and he uh, can't be a crank.
1: I think so they're targeting he? him because of the Twitter thing, the, the acquisition of Twitter.
2: I mean, X, as
1: it is known, uh, yeah. Mean? X, I, I still call it Twitter because I think this X thing is just ridiculous. But I'll, I'll space go. Space X, he was going to call it X, was not he? Yeah, Space X. Okay, I'm fine with that. That makes sense to me, but just X. Like, what, what, are you, what are you going to say? I didn't tweet something out, I X'd it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's just well, no. 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 It, no. Yeah, it, it just it is,
2: It's just uh, X is an unknown, so you should be it able is. to say anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just, it just, from a marketing standpoint, it just it's, doesn't, it's catch yeah, it doesn't
2: catch word. with me. It's not a fashionable, catchy word. Yeah, it
1: doesn't catch with me. Yeah, doesn't catch with me. I am yeah, I, I think so yeah, yeah, that's fine. It just, it's not its not catchy. You know, it's, yeah, it's, not, good. it's not catchy, that's all.
2: Yeah, but she is a fool. I watched, remember, I actually saw the interview she did with the um, the owner of the light paper, and she just... All she could say was, "Oh well, we've always fact checked this, and always." She just was a pointless.
1: They haven't fact checked anything.
2: They, they, they don't. They don't. They, they are just a. Uh, they, she's she's a frontman, and that's it. She's just there. She's a puppet. Off you go. There shouldn't be such a thing as fact checking. There shouldn't be such a thing as saying this is hate speech. Just because people have different points and different opinions, it should be allowed out there. You don't. When you've got a, a front person like that a front i said front man it doesn't matter whether it's man woman you can have your old gender ideas and identify as a a a cat litter tray if you want i don't care because she's as useless as one of those anyway if you got a dog but the point is if you see these people there's an agenda and that's simple when you get told you can't say something it's it's just blatantly wrong this the simple point is it's wrong it's wrong so go out there say what you want have your opinions you don't have to shove them down people's throats because that's what they want people to do so they can go there isn't such a thing as hate speech there's angry people if somebody says they hate you well that's their problem nothing else i hate this kids say i hate this that doesn't make it hate speech because they don't understand what hate is hate is such a strong thing when they say it a lot of time they say i really don't like that it's just above not liking it unless you really understand what hate is because hate is something that twists you something that's that little monkey that sits on your shoulder and chirps in your ear and makes you bitter that's what hate is but if somebody comes along and goes oh i hate this and it's take the words in the text that they are, whether it's a joke or not, it doesn't really matter. You should be allowed to express yourself because when you stop being able to express yourself, it gets bottled up and it has a detrimental effect on people. We are meant to express ourselves. That is our way of getting it all out. And that brings you back to a balance. And a lot of times as you grow up, even a, even as adults, when you said something, you go, oh, I wish I didn't say that. But you've said it, you own it. And then it makes you think about what you said. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to understand the mistakes you make. So, yeah, expression is a massive thing in the human race. It shouldn't be stopped. I'm still expressing myself
1: now. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, you're you're expressing yourself pretty well there. Uh, One person in Parliament that has expressed themselves quite adamantly since he's jumped out to the forefront of things and somebody actually asks some real questions and has been ostracized. And called all of those things a, uh, an anti-Semite, uh, an extremist. And, oh, Andrew. Uh-huh. That would be him. This is him in Parliament asking some legitimate questions. And before anybody takes this out of context, this was covered by LBC, the left-leaning LBC. This is what they caught on audio with him.
0: Is he proud of the increased
2: NHS waiting lists, premature deaths, and the one million young people now needing mental health
0: support? And finally, Mr. Speaker, is he, is, he, is he proud of the excess deaths affecting every one of our constituencies that nobody wants to talk about? And will he give an undertaking to the British public, a solemn undertaking that they will never be inflicted upon them ever again? Well, Mr. Speaker,
2: as the Honourable Gentleman knows, there is a formal inquiry. Regarding COVID, which will examine all the decisions uh, that were made, including including lockdown and the impacts of
1: them. Did you hear how he was? uh, Forget Sunak. Did you hear how he was being slandered by his colleagues while he was? Oh yeah, you're not
2: wanted here. I heard all that sort of stuff in the background. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, that that is just pathetic. You have your moment. You're allowed to get up and say. And he brushed it off. There is there is an investigation, but there's investigation. Here we go. Right, Germany. Your health authorities in Germany, people, right? If there's any German people listening, there right, are, right? Right. Which good is. Number good number of them. Now, the biggest problem we've got is like there, there's only two parties in this country, and there's only two parties in a lot of countries. But in Germany, there, is, um, there was a party called the AFD, Alternative for Deutschland, oh, I think. <laughs> uh, no, no, wait for it. But the point is somebody wanted an answer. It's a, I think they call it a right populist party or whatever. I really don't care about
1: the politics,
2: but it actually brought something to the fore because they only had enough seats in um, a place called Brandenburg. Is that right, Brandenburg?
1: Yes, that would be around Berlin, yes.
2: Yep. So basically what they did was they summoned a couple of people to answer questions, and that was um, Robert Kosh. Um, I think his... I don't actually know... Well, Arc Well, basically, Arkei, right? The uh, Robert Robert Koch Institute. There was a, a chief Chief Lothar Uh Faerler. He's like the German counterpart for
1: Fauci, if you can yeah, get the idea. Yeah, I, I do. He's uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that individual. If he's the head of the institute, if it's the same one that I'm thinking of, he is a veterinarian like Mister Albert Borla. Yeah,
2: and then you had Bridget Keller. Um, Stanisl- Stanislavski yeah. She's the head of the department of pharmaceutical safety, uh, safety and diagnostics. P.E.I., yeah. So basically, um, these are supposed to be the people that regulate it, yeah. Now they were questioned for six hours about the vaccine. They were questioned about vaccine harms directly, and how much information has been collected and whatever, and what steps they've taken. Yeah, about the vaccine injuries. Basically, they came out with, well, due to technical problems, staff shortages and overwhelming data, the, apps co- the app collapsed, yeah, and everything else, yeah. So th- this is data from what they, because they created a, a, um, an app called the Vac app, right? And this was released by the PEI in December 2020. And up to this date, all they come out with, well, it got overwhelmed and we haven't been able to um, evaluate the data. And we're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions. And that was their answer. And the only reason they got brought up there is because in that constituency, they had the power to drag them up. Whereas everywhere else, they have no one's been questioned. No one I, has been openly questioned.
1: Yeah, and I, I, can, I can respect the fact that the questioning was brought up, but I don't think, I. just my opinion, I don't think that they actually care. I think they're doing it to just score political points to say that they are doing it.
2: Yeah, but the point is, political points to say they're doing it. Yeah. But the answers that came out blatantly shows that every, poli- it's not just here, like you saw with Andrew. It's in Germany.
1: Yeah, it's everywhere. It's in
2: just about every country. The people have got to know. They don't care. They, they're they not even looking at the information. But if you've got hundreds of thousands and not evaluating it, and then they come out with a COVID 2.0, why? They haven't even checked the damage it's done before, and they're rolling out again. People, you've really got to say no to everything. I mean, you really have to say no. How many times do you have to get a slap in the face from the, the political side of things to actually realize that it's not good for you it is not good whatsoever people don't understand the virus isn't the problem the vaccines are the problem and how many times do you have to reiterate this a vaccine goes into your arm it stays in your arm normally the covid vaccine doesn't it goes across every membrane in your body it uses you to create itself i mean everybody is probably sick and tired of hearing the spike protein thing and stuff like that but see somebody asked a question the other day and I'd be quite interested for people to actually look at their family and friends and see if there's been any differences to them because they reckon this is going to affect the way people think because of the delivery system which was uh, um, the nanoparticles, the lipid nanoparticles yeah, which was designed to take things across all manner of membrane yeah, because it was designed to for chemotherapy and to get to tumours, and deliver a, a, a medical point to that point. But the thing is, this is allowing the spike protein to go across everywhere. And the capillaries, and this is what they found, is the capillaries that are being destroyed at the point of the brain and the heart, which are causing the two main problems. So the thing is, when your capillaries cop it, the brain has so many different functions They this could mentally change people. And there is a massive discussion out there at the moment and they're trying to get more and more information on it that even... It's like they've... When they used to go... People that used to go out with groups, they used to know people and they used to be... And they said, a lot of people we knew have changed. They seem to be different. They seem to be more docile to some degree. And there's been doctors looking into this and, yeah, they reckon there's all manner of stuff going... And the two functions that are mainly hurt And when the compillaries go in your heart and your brain, this is where the major differences are getting changed. And it is a massive thing. I'm going to look further into it, and I am going to do a boring update on it sometime. But, yeah, these, these are the two main areas of the body which are getting affected. We know about the heart, and I was wondering why... Because it's a muscle, and you, they're saying it's not recovering, and this is why it's not recovering. Because the the these when the capillaries go and stuff like it, it, there's lesions caused, and these lesions cannot be repaired, and that is why these two main parts in the human body are causing so much problems. And basically, your own body system is designed as a even from when you're a child, even when you're a fetus, it's it's your immune system sees you. When you're a child, when you're born, it sees you, it knows you. Why? When something invasive comes in, it's non-self and they it knows what is non-self. But the problem is with these mRNAs, they're using you to create these proteins, and you are actually creating them and fighting it yourself. And because it goes across all the membranes, it's going your cellular walls, especially in your um, uh, blood delivery systems. Yeah, are meant there, and they're a barrier. When something like these proteins get created from the cell walls, then your body goes to fight it, and it can create lesions. And then those proteins will go through, and they will go to your organs. They will go just about everywhere. And this is the major problem you've got. It's, what, it's, what it's the something are
1: very nasty, huh? That's what the coroners and the uh, the, the the embalmers are finding. Yeah. at the hospitals when they. Well, no wonder. No wonder. They're finding all these all these internal organ damage, and they're like, "What's going on?" And they're well, pulling because- these these clots out that are, you know half a meter long in some cases
2: because because it, it starts just within your blood system and you could go into the depth of it to do with t cells and then b cells and how they fight it and you've got what you call a complement system which steps up and that's what you get the, the get the clotting and everything it's quite an in-depth thing but fundamentally the mrna is using you to create these proteins and you're fighting yourself and it's going across all manner of of walls protective systems into your organs and yeah it's it's it, it, it's it's detrimental it, it, either way you look at it it's detrimental and there was a horrible int- well horrible but interesting thing apparently you know when they came out originally i said well yeah these proteins will be out of your system within a matter of days no
1: they lied about it
2: they, oh yeah because they've done research now and they have people that have still got protein production going on yeah and how long ago is it now? A
1: long oh, time. Two years at least since the since so well, we, we're going on three years, right? Shall we move on to dear old Bill? You <laughs> got me, something on Mister. Give me Gaze. two minutes. You got two, mi- two minutes. Okay, you need two minutes. Go on.
2: Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I do want to talk about it, but, but I want to actually just two basic things that I wanted to continue with on this up and coming push of COVID and whatever they want to call it. Yeah, now all this variance and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you know of a company called Sino Biological? Yes. Yeah, and their HQ's in Beijing, isn't it?
1: Of course it is. Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, I could go into the proteins, antibodies, and everything else that they produce for clinical research, but they're listed on the Shenzhen Stock Exchange, yeah, and they have 280-plus SARS-CoV-2 variants in its bank. That is quite a number, isn't
1: it? That is quite yeah. a number. So um, what you're saying is is that um, they got a couple of centuries, if we're dealing with, with one variant per year uh, or two <laughs> variants per year, we're dealing with at least a century or two more of COVID is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, and it's interesting because it says its material on its material safety data sheet, which is available if you want to look at it, it's not, not to be used in humans. In the absence of any express written agreement... Listen to that. In the absence of any express written agreement, to the contrary, products sold by Sino Bio Incorporated are for research only. So that's actually saying it's for research only. But if there's an express written agreement, (laughs) they can
1: change their mind. I was getting ready to say that then it just negates the whole thing. Yeah.
2: And that is word for word. It is really, really naughty. So,
1: okay, what what you're basically saying is is that they're manufacturing biological weapons uh, because that's the only thing I can uh, take away from that. <laughs> and yeah. I would consider that if I were someone that were in the policy making level and I had a suggestion to put forth, I would call that a target-rich environment. Just me.
2: Mm-hmm, very much so. What people have been doing is they've been obviously when you get everything's got a genetic code all these dna has got genetic code even the makeup of these strains and these variants so there are people that actually can get hold of this stuff that are people that know what the um genetic coding is and there's a lot of people that have been checking these very so-called variants that have been coming out and giving it "Mm mm-hmm. and you can call it conspiracy theory and call it whatever you want but there's places out there which have masses of variants and why should they since it has been outlawed on the world platform back in the 90s and this is the problem so you've got to question it you have to question it we're in a bad place these variants are going to keep coming out and the thing is the only thing you've got to fight is your health because the vaccines make you susceptible and that's the end of that and the other thing that really annoys me is this mys m-i-e-s the mask induced exhaustion syndrome
1: there's always. Oh, yes. One. Yes. They they don't want to. Uh, they don't want to talk about that because masks are, are so effective. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I played this last week with Bruce. Would you like for me to play it for you about masks?
2: You're, um, you're going to, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to. <laughs> and the reason I'm going to is because I have to. Unfortunately, I have to. <laughs> Due to the nature of
0: what was said and how absolutely absurd that it is. Of uh, course, Brett Stevens in The Times talked about Cochrane. Put that on the screen. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID 19, was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level for individual, when you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. But when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others, there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage. When you took at the broad population level, like the Cochrane study, the data are less firm with regard to the effect on the overall pandemic. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about an individual's effect on their own safety. That's a bit different than the broad population level.
1: So you see on the individual well, level, they work, but on the yeah, larger- completely. Yeah,
2: <laughs> what, what he's basically saying is they're a psychological tool. Yes. That's basically what he said. That saying. is exactly what he said. They're saying. a psychological Yeah, exactly. That git said they're a psychological tool and they don't help against the pandemic whatsoever. The thing is, even the CDC put something out the other day which they actually put themselves in a stupid place. Because you know they're talking about wildfires and things like that. They admitted that the masks cannot stop wildfire smoke because somebody asked them. And that's what the CDC said, because of at least 10 microns. Now, excuse me. That's ten microns. A virus is a damn sight smaller. So, to see, yeah. so Just the CDC. Just yeah. So the CDC actually put their own stamp on, yeah, this was pointless. The US is giving it, let's mask up again. The UK will probably follow suit. There's even a human rights group in Canada called Do No Harm. I'll call it calling for mask. Can you believe it? A name like that, do no harm, let's mask up. But the thing is when masks they were introduced to some degree basically for retention of bacteria when you're working with somebody you know what i mean like if you're working on a wound or something it was just retention of bacteria to keep that there nothing else nothing else and that was it viruses everything else no it was just blooming stupid and i'll tell you what there was um at least 10 people did a research did proper research on all this yeah and guess what it got redacted it really did it got kicked into the floor it, it was quite interesting they reckon it's creating a dead space which is understandable we breathe in oxygen we breathe out co2 oh, so you're going you to get a bit yeah so you're going to get a
1: build up of it yeah I, when you said you were creating a dead space i thought you meant the cdc i thought that was the dead space <laughs> that, they were creating.
2: that wouldn't that be nice but no but people you're creating this problem and so you get retention of co2 you're not breathing in the proper oxygen and all this will end up giving you respiratory problems possibly make you feel fatigue we need that flow of air From that simple thing, we can get a lot of, even our perception changes. We go from feeling good to, uh, and our empathy drops, everything. It it just has a whole avalanche slowly, you know?
1: Yeah, and there's one other important point to consider with this. When they did this masking of kids... In the schools and believe me they're going to do it again and they're already pushing for it now some schools in america are already doing it when you have a lack of oxygen to a child's brain that causes permanent damage that cannot be reversed i don't think people quite grasp that
2: we need oxygen it doesn't really matter we start right people don't understand the two things in your body that uses the most oxygen and your heart does use oxygen, believe it or not, is your heart and your brain. Your brain needs a hell of a lot. You've got to have this continual input of oxygen. You starve yourself, you will or Anybody else, you're complicit to harm to children. You just, or anybody, it doesn't, it heightens it when you start messing
1: with the kids
2: and they're doing it on all manner of levels. I really don't want to get into that either.
1: No, um, I I don't blame you, but I've just, we got to make that point, you know.
2: Yeah, me. no, it's it's true. I mean, the thing is, right, medication, doctoring has changed. I don't know whether people understand, uh, to use the word holistic medicine means basically not just physical, spiritual, it's the whole person. That's what that means, whole person thing. So basically nowadays, if you go down to the doctor, you get 10 minutes. They'll give you 10 minutes. What are you doing? If you're going to see somebody, they should talk to you until they're satisfied. They've found out what your problem is, what they can do. They've exhausted the idea of it. And actually, if they put you in a better place at giving it, wow, they're looking into this for me and everything and they're doing everything right. That in itself has its own curative positive side to it you don't get that you're getting in and you're getting dragged out it is just a joke it is just a joke because yeah you're an asset you're you you, you're something to actually give a pharmaceutical pill to care is what's needed and that is mental care as much because your physicality affects your mentality and your mentality affects your physicality it always is people talk about the biosphere but we are our own very complicated. And there isn't a machine that's as complicated as the human being. It is, it's amazing. We are or we have the ability to be something amazing. And what goes on in a daily routine just to keep us alive is, is something great. I think we've forgotten that. Uh, we, we've put ourselves in the hands of people that don't care. And that's what's gone out of it all it's done my head in so since my head is done in i think i'll talk about the demonic footprint mr gates then because yeah, you're gonna uh, talk you're gonna yeah. talk about trees aren't you
1: yeah i was gonna talk about trees and he's mm. he's another one of these um uh, well i i would rank him as one of these these crazy crackpots with these um these climate change theories that that amount to nothing and when i heard this one i think i heard this a couple of days ago <laughs> About it, what I he wants it to it do with 70,000 acres of trees mm. is what he wants to do.
2: Are you sure you're not talking about 7 million acres?
1: Is it 7 million acres? I heard it was 70,000. 70, 70 million 70 million acres. acres of trees.
2: Funding a scheme to cut down 70 million acres of forest in Northern America,
1: mostly in California. Just south of where he has one of his residences. Right. I did look into this because...
2: This is where empathy works. No matter what, the world is full of people. And you know when you get these ideas, and the idea is to get the idea out there because somebody will think of it before you get it out, that sort of thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: That is an empathic switch because there's so many of us and we do think, so yeah, so... This popped into your head and it popped into my head and I went, I've got to chase this up. This is a few days ago. And yeah, it is because you you start thinking about that down the same lines and we do pick things up. Right. I actually wrote a few notes on this because it was really, I do not like it.
1: I'm sorry. Seven million acres of trees. We're going to cut down seven, seven million. 70 million acres. 70, okay, it's even worse. All right. 70 basically, million he wants, acres of trees. Yeah. We're going to so calm
2: basically, down. What, what I want people to understand is, right, the problem with Bill Gates is he'll get up there and people go, oh, yeah, yeah, the great Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah, this is a good idea, whatever. And then you'll get certain magazines spouting him and everybody will get on the bandwagon. But take it back a bit because there's such a thing, right, this is all to do with carbon again. Now, the carbon cycle, right? If you even looked, up, looked it up in the Encyclopedia for Children, you would get a fundamental understanding. Carbon is in a constant state of movement in this world because, once again, we're hydrocarbon life forms, yeah? And it's going around. And so basically, if you, if you looked into it, right, go to your National Geographic and everything, and they will tell you, and it's, it's all out there, anything that retains carbon, including us, is called a carbon reservoir. Right, well, it doesn't really matter whether it's plants. Hang on, plants, photosynthesis. We've got burning fossil fuels. All that carbon's captured into that, and we we use that. Hang on, do we
1: breathe? We breathe. We do, don't yeah. we?
2: So we're taking in carbon. No, or we're, we're breathing in,
1: out carbon. We're take, we're taking in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So
2: you understand that
1: yourself. I do. Of course, I do. That was one of the first things you learn in your first science class, so at like eight years basically, ago. Basically, you're a carbon reservoir as well. Yes. So Because you retain it for a short period of time, and now it comes,
2: right? Yeah. This is the cycle of the world. We need to be able to go through these cycles, yeah? And all these plant life, they, I mean, over so, I mean, we got our fossil fuels because it was the, the, the plant life fell over, decayed, got compressed down, got covered up, got compressed down, got covered up. And eventually, if you compress it enough, it becomes what? A diamond. Does it not? Carbon? Diamonds, yes. carbon yeah well you got coal and then yeah. you can press you know you it, it carbon. Diamond. it's diamond yeah so you've you've got it there and but it's not going to escape from diamonds is it is he going to bury all the diamonds in the world or what
1: if he had his way about it he'd buy africa and dig them all up and and have <laughs> them for would. himself so
2: this carbon cycle is something that's needed carbon is good for the world co2 is good for the world it makes it greener it is wonderful
1: I, I don't understand on that point right there. I, I don't understand the most basic concepts that we're sitting here discussing. This, Because of this whole climate thing, all of this eludes these so-called intelligent and influential and philanthropic people. Shouldn't we want, just from a common sense standpoint, shouldn't we want warmer temperatures for longer periods of time? I'm not saying forever. I'm saying for longer periods of time? Shouldn't we want increased CO2 levels? Now, think about it. If we do all this, then that means longer growing seasons, right? Which means an abundance of food and more vegetation. A lush world. Yeah. So, what's the problem here? The problem
2: is control. They want to make money, they want to create businesses.
1: Yeah, there's no now, vertical integration, is what there's
2: you're saying. A, yeah. there's, a business, there's a business, right, to do with this called Kadama Systems. And I was just going to actually I found I found a magazine that was pumping this out you know all this crap so it was Forbes magazine it's a media platform it's an american magazine it no, comes it out every it 2 is. weeks it spouts what the business
1: people like to hear, and the entrepreneurs. Actually, so, uh, Bruce and I did some digging into Forbes magazine, and it is it is one of many, but it is in the top 10 of the top 10 media outlets in America that a majority of their ads are taken out by the Chinese Communist Party.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but Gates
1: is part of that anyway. Gates. Oh, well, he's he's a friend,
2: you see. <laughs> he just, they had a titled article, yeah? And this is how they got around it. They went, Chop down forests to save the planet? Maybe it's not as crazy as it sounds. And so they then went into saying, yes, the conventional idea is plant trees to soak up CO2 from the air and then to sell credits to corporations, private jet owners and others who need or want to offset their emissions. This is where the honesty comes out. It's all about carbon credits. But they were just saying this so they could use an angle to justify it. But scientists say burying trees can reduce global warming as well, particularly if the trees would otherwise end up burning. Hang on, we're going to go down the wildfire things or decaying, spewing their stored carbon into the atmosphere. Say you go down a scaremongering thing, everything in one little whatever. It's a natural cycle. The world needs natural cycle, you do not want to start interrupting it because you cause damage. And that is all he's doing. But this Kadama thing, oh, by the way, guess who funded it?
1: Uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.
2: Yeah, they did. They funded it back in 2020 or something, I believe. Forbes went off on another thing saying, California, 2020 wildfires. Do you remember that? The risk, risk to air, property, life posed by overgrown forests. So they're going down there, right? They want to extract 1 billion tons of bone-dry biomass. They're starting to use those. It's not trees anymore. It's bone-dry biomass, and they want to bury it. So they're going to create these airtight, heat-proof, great big cemented dungeons, which aren't going to create a carbon footprint within themselves, are they?
1: Not any more than those carbon reduction units that we were reviewing (laughs) when we started. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and it's another industry, and they're just going to bury the trees. And once they've buried the trees, what do you think they're going to do
1: with the land? They're going to build over top of it.
2: Yeah, build whatever they want on yeah. top of it. Yeah, I mean, it's just... oh, And he's got it right. That that In some respect, this is all about the people who want to fly their jet and the people who want to do this for carbon credits. And the carbon credits are going to come from the everyday person because... When all these energy regulations go in and they tell you you can only use so much energy, whatever, but they will say, you've been good. You've got so many carbon credits. Not much you can do with that, but you could sell them to the rich person so they can fly their jets around the world, but you can't go on holiday, mate. And it's just going to be one massive circus. It is evil.
1: Chop down the trees. Really? To fight the climate change. Is Fight like climate, like climate change. So in order to decarbonize, you need to cut down the trees that absorb carbon. That's a real yeah. smart idea.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Biomass harvesting
1: and everything else they want to it's call it. It's almost as idiotic as those uh, just-stop-trees idiots that they had a couple of weeks ago, if you remember that.
2: You, can you imagine where this is going to go? If they're going to chop down the trees, right, they're going to say, hang on, don't use wood, don't recycle wood, don't allow it to enrich the environment. Don't allow it anything. Oh yeah,
1: I I told people over 10 years ago, I I was saying over 10 years ago, I said, do you not understand that you will not be allowed to burn wood? Do you understand that? You will not be allowed to burn wood to heat your home, you know, if you have a fireplace or something like that. And people laughed at me over 10 years ago. They laughed at me.
2: Yep. And this is what they're doing because this Kodama Systems, right? Sierra Nevada Foothills is where they're at, uh, a town called Sonora. They were founded in 2021 during that really bad time that the world had. So uh, the money from, here we go. This is what really gets me, yeah? They get money from California's Forestry and Fire Protection Services, uh, Breakthrough Energy Ventures, which was, hang on, founded by Bill Gates, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Congruent Ventures. Uh, I'll tell you what, there's... um, there's an endless amount of these little companies and they've been all channeled into this to get money into this Kadama Systems and this creation of the Bill Gates at Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's just a joke. It's a, it's another thing to deface the world. That, that is all it's doing. It is it can get control of masses of land. And that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you tear down all them trees, and you're not going to make a ecological change to anything, really.
1: You're not going to destroy any ecosystems. You're not going to destroy any habitats of life that are yeah. that are there. Insects, animals, birds, everything said, that's associated northern, with those areas. Yeah, you said northern California is where this is going to happen. Really? So that's funny. Northern California—that's the part of the state that's actually resisting a lot of this. Uh,
2: well, I hope they resist fully
1: they've they've been a a resistance of this it said mostly in
2: california it didn't actually uh stipulate where it said mostly in California. well i would imagine it would have to be northern california
1: well yeah i I would imagine it has to be northern california because that's a lot of forest land up there and i think everything south of there has been burned out already through nonsensical policies because they don't cut any underbrush
2: (laughs) it's ridiculous and the, the actual statement was 70 million acres
1: that is a lot of land. This guy's insane. He's absolutely insane. And the fact that he can actually do this with impunity is beyond my comprehension. There's no one in any of these these bureaucracies that will stand up and say, uh, sorry, you're not doing that. There's nobody that'll say that. No one will say that. Not one. Well, I'll
2: person. tell you what, I'll tell you what, when that if, if and when that starts to happen, he won't show his face because someone's shooting. No, no,
1: no. He won't. I'm surprised he's he's showing his face. Now, last I saw I think he's back from China, but I think when the dime drops, at eventually when the dime drops, I think he's going to flee to Beijing. I think he's sure in his his position. Over tell, there. Uh,
2: the thing is, talking about Beijing and talking
1: about China,
2: old uh, what's his name, Xi, Xi Jinping, or whatever his name is.
1: Jinping, he didn't go yeah.
2: to the G. He didn't get to go no. to the G20, did he? No, he didn't. He was hauled up by um, his own political party for what? Um, getting things wrong at the moment. The economy has got to get sorted out.
1: Yeah, they are. They are in in a bit of dire straits. We we have talked about that. Yes, they're in they're in a lot of trouble economically. Well,
2: apparently, apparently, he's been seen in the company of some of the senior peoples of the uh, political party. I, I'm trying to remember the name yeah. of one of the blokes that actually got him in there. That's still yeah. there in, on, on that uh, senior. Uh, he's a senior man on the political party, and yeah. So hmm. things are happening. Well, it's, it's very unstable there at the moment.
1: Yeah, and I honestly, I'm I'm not exactly sure how to to read that at the moment. I'd have to look and see what was actually done because they have a they have a knack for um, being able to um, project certain things in order to reshape our oh, way of yeah. thinking. Well, they've had a lot of practice, so, haven't they? They have, yeah. So I I'd, uh, I'd have was, to look more into it, but I, I don't I doubt mean, that. I, I don't India's doubt that. upset again. India's very upset again. <laughs> India has has been upset with China for a very long time. Well, you know what they're getting really
2: upset about is, and they're getting what worried.
1: It? Was it the Himalaya thing? Is it the
2: the dam that they're putting up? The are dam the Chinese, the Chinese are building.
1: Are the Chinese they're building a, dam a up massive
2: there. dam up there?
1: Okay, this is something that. Um, I kind of suspected that something was going on up there, some type of an infrastructure project, because do you remember when India about four or five years ago went into the Punjab? They went in there because the Chinese were trying to go into there and into the Kashmir because they they wanted access to it. bugger off. Yes. But the media didn't touch any of that involving China. There was nothing that that laid the blame at China's feet for going in there because they wanted access to those freshwater reservoirs. Instead, they blamed the Indians for going in and invading what the Pakistanis were on top of. So they made it seem like there was a a conflict there when, in fact, it was China. China's
2: building a massive dam. Okay. All right. That makes sense now. Yeah. Because I was giving it, ooh, what is happening there? And I'm giving it, India's not going to like that.
1: Well, and, and on top of that, it's also been an embarrassment for Xi Jinping and the the top party cadre of what's happened in that region up there, because that's at altitude. And the Indians know how to fight at that altitude, and the Chinese do not. And so they've actually been getting quite a thumping up there whenever they've come to blows. That's been an embarrassment to the People's Liberation well, I'll tell
2: Army. You, I, I'll tell you, what, it's going to be interesting if it does escalate there. It's going to be very interesting, because they've been trying to pull India in for
1: decades. I don't see how they're going to...
2: And and the Indians don't... The Indians don't like them and they don't trust them, although they'll do trade like everybody else in the world. And, well, we've got to wait and see. Who outlasts who? My money's on the Indians, (laughs) to be fair. My money's on the Indians. They're an older society and they are very patient.
1: Yeah, and they know how to handle themselves in that environment very well.
2: Yeah. So, and like I say, they want to, instead of having the... Um, just, just the the replacement parts and that. For, they want. To, they they're trying to create a whole infrastructure where they can manufacture all their own defensive equipment. They are really trying to become self sufficient on that level, which would be interesting.
1: Being where they are, I think that's a that's an, a very smart move for them if they want.
2: Well, yeah, it, it's like that. Israel being in the middle of yeah. where it is, and yeah. India now. India now is feeling. They're
1: feeling it. the pain because we've got buffoons and incompetent boobs that are in D.C. that are leaving our allies in that region helpless. So, yeah, there's that.
2: Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. So, there's a magazine for nobody to read, unless you want to laugh, the Forbes. I know and what no, you can just do just, with it. <laughs> it's just a joke. Well, yeah. If actually, you're out of paper because best, of another yeah, COVID yeah. wave,
1: then, yeah. you know, I'd say grab they a copy just of Forbes. Stop
2: producing it because oh that's a way of saving the climate reduce that magazine down but yeah um i don't i i don't know it, it's one crazy week after another and they come out with something more but cutting trees down by that it's just nonsensical it's just stupid but what worries me is the mass of the population that are just gonna go huh? shrug the shoulders huh? you know and carry on and our political parties are getting really I'm going to get really upset with this energy bill that they're pushing through in the UK.
1: That There's, is just... that is some BS. That that is BS. But you know what? All the countries are doing it. They're all yeah, doing yeah. it. So it's yeah. it's going to be universal across the board. But it's starting in the UK. You guys have for whatever reason you guys have been taking the lead on a lot of these
2: Oh, agendas. we're taking the lead on everything. We're trying to outdo Europe. Europe Europe. I Europe, think so, yeah. Total idiots and you've got your own idiocy going on in the states and I'll tell you what, you you cannot afford to collapse. I'm telling no, you that now. No. Europe is just going... Europe cannot survive. It, 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 it's going to choose it, its ground. It's just it going to be a melting pot. It,
1: it can. It, it it can survive, but you've got to get people to understand. And it, Europe cannot be allowed to fall. I don't care what happens. But Can Europe, you answer yeah. a question for me? I can try. Um, funding. How
2: far up the ladder is Germany on the funding for the who? For the who? Yeah. Because there are several... There's, there are several different things out there. One goes
1: China Gates, and another one says yeah, a majority. A lot of, of money is coming from Germany and Gates. Yeah, a, a lot of it is run through China. It's run through Gates, obviously, and the U.S. puts a big chunk in there as well. And Germany is one of the larger donors yeah. out of the European countries. Yes, yeah. I don't know exactly it's, how much it, it is, but it is, it needs, is one of it, the
2: higher ones. That that just needs to. It's got to go.
1: The, the whole thing. It, Trump actually started that, if you recall, to mm-hmm. his credit. Again, I've been saying quite a bit about, you know, against the guy in recent times uh, and rightfully so. I, I stand behind that. But to his credit, he did withdraw us from the World Health Organization. And the day well, that everybody needs to have. That, yeah, thing. exactly. Everybody needs to go. And it, it doesn't require this is what people do not understand in their respective nations. It doesn't matter if you have a president, a prime minister, uh, a chancellor. It, it does not matter. All that person has to do is write a letter. Yeah. That's it. Just pen a single letter. They love to create these multi-million dollar letterheads when they sit in those offices behind those fat walnut desks. So let them actually do something that's useful with it. Pen a letter to the World Health Organization and say, thanks, goodbye. No, thanks. Yeah.
2: And that's it. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm sorry, but that triple-headed nasty, the UN, the WF, and the WHO, it just needs all three of them to be heading. It just does. What was, um, there was um, a meeting of, what was it, was it it's, it take, it's 10 countries, it's like, you know, like um, uh, Indonesia and stuff like that, they have their own meeting, you know, you've got the G20, is it the Asian mm-hmm. or something?
1: They have like it, a little Asian consortium, yeah.
2: Yeah, and there's about 10 countries in it. Yeah. Guess who was there
1: having a talk the other day? I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, with uh, Xi Jinping from China.
2: No, klaus schwab oh schwab <laughs>
1: yeah that's not surprising
2: he, oh he's you know? not a head of state no what he's what the hell did he get in there
1: for well basically he know? was
2: giving them a talk wasn't he
1: well that's on, not surprising
2: on the amalgamation of state and corporations together yes
1: i did hear about that uh i i did hear about that uh let me see if i can find something on that but do you know what his son does klaus schwab's son do you know what his his specific job title is it's is gonna within... be
2: something twisted, is it?
1: Depends on your definition of twisted, but I would lean that way, yes. <laughs> his son is the head of the World Economic Forum's office in guess what city? Beijing. Beijing. Yeah. Oh well there you go. Uh-huh. So dear it Lord. doesn't surprise me that dear old Klaus was down there talking at that summit.
2: Yeah oh yeah. Somehow he managed to muscle his way in there, you know, with all them heads of state to give him a little pet talk. And how all their governments should uh you know work with corporations to build a future yeah kiss my ass swab oh, in fact he might just do that and i really don't want that that would really make me itch but no he's um a horrible person and it's 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 the spirituality that's
1: lost out of this out of everything now is just so wrong he just does my head in unfortunately my friend we're at time so do you have any final thoughts yeah we are do you have any final thoughts we actually ran over a little bit
2: something a final thought a final thought yeah okay the last time i was on i think the last time we had a talk i said something like don't forget if you have to go to hospital or whatever ask a doctor or a nurse would you be prepared to lose your job to cure me to make sure i'm okay well There was a a declaration, a Geneva Declaration in 1948, and it was even revised back in this millennia, just before COVID, I think. And basically, it goes down the line of this. Every doctor vows to put the health and dignity of his patient first and even under threat not to use his medical knowledge to violate human rights and civil liberties. To me... That has been screwed up and thrown out the window but people just remind them and ask actually if you do actually need medical help and if a doctor's go to prescribe something to you ask him if he actually has taken a vow or not or whether they do at all anymore because if they haven't and they don't well you know which side of the line of money he lies and it's, it's a bit of a dark thought but we have really got to take charge of our own lives guys Because we're putting ourselves in the hands of more and more people that don't. Yeah, we've got to take responsibility for ourselves. And that's it,
1: really. Well, it's been a fascinating conversation, as always. And we'll see you next week, my friends. That will do it for us for today. I'd like to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. And have a great evening. Good night, all.